Hey everyone, and welcome back to Inside the Morgue. We're your lovely hosts and fearless autopsy techs, Jess and Alice. I like that one. I'm getting interesting with my words today. <laughs> I think it's true. We had a rough day at work today. I'd say we were pretty fearless. Yeah. I can still smell my hair, even though I've showered twice. I put so much perfume on me when I got home. I can't get it out of my nose. This week, we're playing our favorite game again, Morbid Curiosity. So if you haven't listened to us do this before, or maybe you're just tuning into our podcast now, Morbid Curiosity is a super fun game all about death. They have trivia cards and conversation starters, which we will be reading and answering now. And this week, we also will be including some answers from you guys that you sent us on our Instagram stories. So let's get into it. To start off, how would you feel about your body being on display to the public? For instance, a mummy a work of art, or a scientific specimen? So I think I wouldn't mind, but I think what really would matter is if my loved ones would mind. Because, like, I don't care. I'm not alive. But, like, if it would bother them to have me on display somewhere, I wouldn't be cool with it. So I guess it would be up to whoever I leave behind. But I'm also, I have a question. (laughs) What does it mean by work of art? Because I'm just picturing me, like, a taxidermy. Taxidermied in, like, a fun situation. And if that's an option, I'm I'm doing it. If I can be taxidermy doing something crazy and people can come visit me like that. I was picturing like, you know, in the mutter where they have the vessels of the body and everything on display. To me, oh, that's that definitely feels what like they... a work of art, but that also feels like a scientific specimen. Yeah, because that's I was picturing stuff in the mutter or, or mutter as a scientific specimen, but it could also be art. You're right. I was I'm picturing just like funny like taxidermy and like i could be like i could be like break dancing or something and be like ah there's alice doing what she loves <laughs> i don't break dance guys but it'd be funny if i didn't death <laughs> what about you not about break dancing if you want your body displayed so i feel like being a mummy would be a little weird mm-hmm. so i wouldn't want that a work of art i kind of don't understand that either because that's like borderline scientific specimen just in my mind But I have no issue, like, being on display as long as, like, my whole body in person isn't on display, but, like, different parts, like, inside are on display. And, like, I'm, like, I've donated my body and now they're using it as a scientific specimen somewhere and it's on display there. I'm more comfortable with that than, like, just my whole entire body out in the public. Got it. That's a good distinction because I was picturing just, like, fully, like, at the morgue in Paris back in, like, the 1800s, maybe even earlier than that. They would just, like, display people. Yeah. Like, out. But, yeah, if it was, like, parts of you. Like, if they took my heart and now it's on display somewhere in a college, that'd be really dope. Yeah. I like that. I also, before we move on to the next question, I have a creepy story about a mummy. (gasps) What is it? So for my, let me see how old I was. It was my 27th birthday. My boyfriend, Costa, he got me tickets to this exhibit at a science museum that we, we lived in a different city at the time and they had a cool science museum and they had an exhibit coming where it was all these mummies. And he knows I love death and all things morbid. So he got me tickets to it for my birthday weekend and we went and it was awesome. And But we're walking around, and there's this little girl who said she was walking around with her dad. And we heard her say this, and we both looked at each other. It was insane. She looked at her dad, and she's like, Dad, this mummy is talking to me. It's saying it's my daughter and that we need to leave. And she said it so just, like, 
matter of fact. And the dad just like laughed it off. And Kosa and I looked at each other and I'm like, that child is haunted. That child is leaving with a ghost. She is seeing something. Oh my God. And I also, I went to the mummy exhibit and we were kind of talking about things. I was like, what if like the mummies are cursed and like something crazy is going to happen? That was February 2020. COVID hit right after we went like a few weeks later Stop. and I was like I mean I know it's not superstition it was it was an actual disease guys I'm not a COVID conspiracy theorist but it was just the timing was weird and that I still think about whenever I hear someone talking about like mummies I think about that little girl at the museum who said the scariest thing I've ever heard a child say and I'm like does she say this all the time I would be so terrified yeah like is this a normal occurrence for her her dad's like ah oh, ha 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 just another Tuesday yeah. I was like is she okay and she didn't sound scared she was just like stating to her dad she's like dad I think she needs help this mommy is talking to me we should probably leave and I'm like what oh spooky <laughs> yeah to kind of segue into our listener responses to this question so we posted our on our Instagram story a few days ago all of these questions and cards and we wanted to know what your guys's answers would be and we got a, a lot of feedback which is totally awesome yeah and you guys had said Yes, you would want your body on display, but only if it's noted that it's cursed. I love that. Whoever you are, I love you. That's amazing. I need, (laughs) that's incredible. Another one said, yes, I want to go to the body farm. Girl, same. Oh, yeah, same. Does that count as being on display? Because it's not for the public. Does that count as a scientific specimen? Scientific specimen, but it's not to the public because like you can't just go to the body farm. But I do love that answer. And I agree. I also want to go to the body farm. Yeah, I feel like that's more body donation, like what you want to do with your body mm-hmm. once you're dead. But that falls under the umbrella of scientific specimen. Yeah, yeah. I like that answer. Love it. Another one said... I want to be one of those complete nervous systems with eyes still attached. Like how it is at the mutter. Like what you were talking about, the work of art slash scientific specimen. That's yeah. fun too. Yes, I love that answer. And another one said, I don't need it anymore. I mean, fair. That was what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> I won't care. But if like someone I love is like, I don't want to think about Alice on display, I'll be like, okay, that's fair. You guys have some good answers. Yeah, we love, your, we love your answers. I love that we're like interacting with you guys now. This is fun. All right, are we ready for the next question? Okay, so Jess, have you ever dreamed of someone who has died? I can't remember if I have. Like, I don't really remember my dreams very well to begin with. And I don't know a lot of people in my life, fortunately, that Mm. have died. Like, the last person that died that was really close to me was my Nana, and that was back in 2015. And I don't think I had any dreams about her. So no, I don't think I've ever had a dream of someone who's died in my life. Interesting. What about you? I've had dreams of my grandparents. My grandma and grandpa on my dad's side have both. I knew them both. And, well, I say I knew them both because I didn't know my grandma on my mom's side. And she also passed. But um, I have had dreams of my grandparents that I knew. And I've had like some relatively recently. It's just, I don't know, just like nothing like ominous. Like they're coming to warn me about anything in their dream. In my dreams. It's just like I dream about like hanging out with my family and they're there. Which is nice. And you wake you wake up and you're a little sad that you're like, oh, they're not there. But it's also kind of nice because it's like, oh, I'm still like remembering them, though. Yeah. They're still here in a way, which is cool. I know some people, they've had dreams and 
it's like them just standing at the end of their bed or like they're going on a walk, like sitting at a like a bench somewhere. And it's just like it's like a nice dream, like nothing scary. Yeah, I don't I've I think I've hugged my grandparents in my dreams, which was nice. But oh yeah, never like having like a one on one conversation with them, you know, mm-hmm. have our listeners. Our listeners have had a lot of experiences with this fun. One says that she frequently has dreams and her dream self knows that they're dead and gets confused. So interesting. interesting. So like part of your subconscious realizes, almost realizes that it's a dream because you're like, wait a minute, you're not on the earth anymore. Why are you here? Oh, that's like a mind game. Yeah. Another one said, yes, childhood next door. Their neighbor died 10 years ago and she's in my dreams every night. Every night? I don't remember my dreams every night. No, it has to be like really vivid or it has to be in like a really deep sleep to remember them. Yeah, I've been having really weird vivid dreams lately and like I'll wake up and try to explain them to Costa and he's like, none of this makes sense. I'll remember them for about five seconds when I first wake up and then I'll go shower and it's mm-hmm. gone out of my head. I, I don't remember. I don't remember my dream last night. A couple of nights ago, I had like really weird, like vivid flashes of weird dreams of like doing stuff with my family. But, like, things started turning chaotic. We don't need to get into my dreams. It's so... It's going on a <laughs> Seems like a lot of people have dreams of past loved ones who have died. That's interesting. So, moving into our next question. What would you say to an invitation to a picnic in the cemetery, and what would you bring? I would say hell yes. <laughs> and this is something my boyfriend and I have actually planned for. We haven't actually fully committed to it, but we have a, like backpack that we bought that's like a picnic backpack it comes with little plastic like wine cups and it has like a cute little blanket that you can lay out and sit on and we bought it with the intention of like going to a cemetery and having like a little picnic so I would bring wine and cheese and crackers and this is gonna happen one day we're gonna do this (laughs) oh you haven't done it yet we haven't done it yet we (laughs) bought we bought the materials for it we just haven't had the time to go do it but we did one of the times we went to scotland we went to the necropolis in glasgow which is a gorgeous historic cemetery also by saint mungo's or the glasgow cathedral and it's beautiful and it's very scenic and we were walking around there one time and we saw people sitting at like the highest point like by a monument having like red wine and just having the time of like they were like laughing and talking and like looks like they were having a great time and I'm like that I want that <laughs> I want to do that and that's why we bought the picnic thing we just haven't had the time to actually do it but we're going to <laughs> I'm gonna remind him later when he gets home and be like hey <laughs> we need to use that picnic and go to the cemetery <laughs> what about you me and Tom were driving we were driving the other day and we had no idea where we were going, but we were just driving along the road, and there was a cemetery to the side, and the cemetery on the other side. I'm just like, look, a cemetery! And he goes, girl, I have no idea where you're going, and she's just in her own world. Look, a cemetery! Look, a cemetery. <laughs> I would for sure go to a picnic in the cemetery. I think it'd just be really cool. Not at night. It like go like during the day, where it's like a beautiful sunny day. I think it'd be cool. Bring Chick-fil-A! <laughs> Have like little tiny sandwiches, like how they have at teas, little finger foods. That's what I would bring. I have gone just for like a casual walk around cemeteries. That's what um, Coast and I did for our last anniversary. And we spent the day, we just wanted to like go for a walk and we like went went for a walk around a cemetery. And our anniversary is in October, so it was like fall and the leaves were changing and it was oh, spooky. perfect. That's adorable. It was perfect. I think we thought about using the picnic thing that time, but I think it had just rained the day before, so the grass was like wet. Mm. And I was, I don't want to say I think it was supposed to maybe rain later. So 
we don't want to get although getting caught in the rain in a cemetery is also kind of spooky and fun <laughs> i just want to be in a cemetery guys if the air quality wasn't so bad you could have done it yesterday when it was all oh my god spooky and smoggy i hope everybody in new york new jersey delaware pennsylvania connecticut everywhere canada obviously is doing okay with air quality because it's rough i'm walking around i know it's getting better yeah with my n95 outside walking from my car to my apartment and back and forth Our listeners would also totally accept an invitation to a picnic in the cemetery. A lot of them would bring flowers and just like say little prayers and candles. Oh, I love that. I didn't even think to do something. I'm thinking about Chick-fil-A and food and they're being nice. I'm thinking about me. Sweet. (laughs) Man, our listeners are better than us. This one girl goes, yes, I'd bring Rice Krispies. I love that. Can I come? I have a Rice Krispie almost every day with my lunch. You do. (laughs) You share with me sometimes. Another one said, yes, I would make it all girly and pink with cakes and fruits and little sandwiches. Oh, I love that. Like, me too. (gasps) Can I say one of my favorite aesthetics is, like, very girly pink stuff and, like, very dark goth stuff. So that vibe. Can I want to be in everybody who has a picnic, please invite me to your cemetery picnic. But like a girly pop picnic in a cemetery, it sounds delightful. Please invite me. I will wear any. I don't have a lot of pink, but I will find it and I will wear it. And we'll bring all the spooky snacks. <laughs> and we'll bring spooky snacks and we'll have a spooky girly pop time. I love it. Like I love in the show Wednesday. I love Wednesday. And what's her roommate's name? Edith? Enid? Enid. Enid. I love them together because it's like perky girly pop and then like dark spooky vibes, dark death but they're they merge and they're they're the best i love those two aesthetics together one of our listeners has actually had a picnic in the cemetery her elementary school was next to a cemetery and they had art class almost every day there why didn't i go to this elementary school how cool i mean i live across the street from a cemetery but this cemetery is like not that mm, fun one of those not fun <laughs> If a cemetery can be fun. not fun cemeteries. It's just, it's not aesthetically pleasing. I, get, I know exactly what you mean. It's just it basic. It sounds funny to say out loud. <laughs> but I think I get points for living across the street from a cemetery. Not for working in a morgue. <laughs> no. Nah. That has nothing to do with anything. You do get like bonus points for living across from a cemetery. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you lived across from a cemetery. Yeah. Oh my God, wait. Technically, so do I. <laughs> so over the, I can see it. Sorry, I'm not used to living in this apartment. Yeah. I can. Sometimes when I go for run i run through the cemetery all right our next question psychopomps are spirits or entities that escort you to the afterlife what psychopomp do you want to accompany you when it's your time jessica hmm i think i would have to say a butterfly possibly because i feel like they represent like so much change in your life and it's like the end of one chapter when they're like coming out of being a caterpillar and then going into being a butterfly i feel like it's somewhat coming full circle in a way i love that i was gonna say something similar i was gonna say a death head moth i love that i have a death head moth tattoo i love moths of course and similar reason whole cocoon thing but also if i can pick my pets that have like passed away my dogs and cats and my my lizard who i love very much i was very he was my my guy Aww. if they could come and be like hey come play with us again i would go running <laughs> i would go running with them i'm gonna cry that's so, so if cute I could, if i could pick like not just like a type of animal but a specific animal i would pick my 
my dogs and my cats that I had as kids that passed away and my lizard. Just like a whole mirage of animals. <laughs> a whole mirage of animals escorting you. Yeah. I'd also have to pick a corgi to escort with the butterfly. Stop, a corgi and a butterfly. Perfect match. Can you ride on an elephant too? Yes. Riding on an elephant with the corgi leading the way and the butterfly is next to me. Ugh, amazing. Oh my That's God. what I want. That sounds so majestic. <laughs> sounds like something out of a movie. Oh my gosh. Did our listeners have any? We didn't get too many responses from this one, but the few responses we did, a lot of them said butterfly. I like that. I think that's a really cool one. I hadn't even thought of, like, I thought of the moth, but I like butterfly. Mm-hmm. So I think this one is my favorite card in this episode. What is your favorite cinematic death? <gasps> okay. This is the one that we got the most responses for. Everybody loves to talk about movies and death. All right. Top answer is Casey Becker, played by Drew Barrymore in the original Scream, 1986. Oh, good one. Opening death scene. Anybody who has ever watched that movie with me probably hates me because I've watched that movie. So it's my favorite, my favorite horror franchise is Scream. And I will constantly tell people whenever we're watching that movie after that whole death scene in the opening that it was Drew Barrymore's idea to have her killed off in the first 10 minutes of the movie because she was in all the advertisements she was on all the posters for that movie everybody thought she was going to be the star of the movie so it was such a shock Mm -hmm. when I was too young to see it in theaters but when people saw it in theaters and Drew Barrymore who was a huge she still is a huge star but like she was huge in the 90s she died in the first 10 minutes people were shook and I think that's such an iconic move on her part to be like hey I know I'm a big deal why don't you kill me in the first 10 minutes it'll be great <laughs> like plot twist yeah and that's become like a trademark in all the Scream movies there's always like an iconic like opening death scene because yeah. of Drew Barrymore and it's so cool but close runner-ups are Mrs. Voorhees getting her head chopped off by the character named Alice in Friday the 13th and Glenn who's Johnny Depp's character in Nightmare on Elm Street getting like sucked into the bed and then the blood coming squirting out of the bed. Ooh. Yeah. That's brutal. I could go on, but I'll stop there. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite cinematic death scene? I'm also a huge Scream fan. I think you've made me a huge Scream fan. Oh, really? So I think Dewey, when he died in the fifth one, spoilers (gasps) for anybody who hasn't seen it. We'll put spoiler alert in the show notes, but yeah. I sobbed. That was gut-wrenching. Literally. Literally. In the spine. I sobbed. Like, ugly cried. I was watching it at home because I think it was still COVID-ish times when that movie came out. So I was streaming it at home with Costa and I was, like, ugly crying. Ooh, that's a good one. I also think the Night King from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's a good answer, too. That final episode. It's definitely up there on favorite episodes, even though that last season was awful. Mm -hmm. That scene where Arya just tricks him and drops the knife into her other hand and then stabs him. Now you're getting me into TV shows, but (laughs) I don't want to go on a tangent. I was on a movie show, I didn't even consider TV. I did, I asked Costa, and his answer was Yoda from Return of the Jedi, which is a good one. And he also said Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now, which I regret to inform everybody I have not seen. I asked Dom this too. He said 
anybody has ever watched the show Vikings, Dom is a huge fan. He said Jarl Borg in Vikings, and that's when he gets the whole blood eagle scene. So if you don't know like what a blood eagle is, they like tie you up and you're alive and conscious the entire time, and they're literally in the back, basically cutting your flesh off layer by layer. If you scream like when you're dying, you don't go to Valhalla, so you have to not scream as they're literally gutting you, basically. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Damn, Dom. Holy shit. That was a brutal (laughs) one. Our listeners also had some really good answers. So another Scream fan, he said Olivia Morris from Scream 4. Oh, with the window? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one. Oh, good answer. Another one, Game of Thrones, Ramsay Bolton. That was a satisfying death. Oh, hell yeah. He deserved it. He's ugly and we're glad he's dead. I'm sh- I shouldn't say he's ugly. That actor is a nice person. In the show, he was ugly. And he's not that ugly. I'm just, he's an ugly personality. That actor is actually kind of cute, but he's a bad person in the show. <laughs> I also love when Joffrey died. Yes, also a very satisfying one. Another one said the pseudo death of Hero in Much Ado About Nothing, which I've never seen actually. Oh, I haven't either. I did read the play, but I don't remember much of it. No, it was, it was going nowhere. <laughs> I read the play and I don't remember it much. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's character, Steven, in Django Unchained, which I've also never seen. I'm not a big movie person. I'm not always big on Quentin Tarantino, but I have heard. I mean, I say that, but I love Kill Bill and I love Inglorious Bastards and I love Pulp Fiction. Kill Bill is my favorite. Kill Bill is so good. But I have heard amazing things about Django Unchained, so I will take this person's recommendation and watch it and... I, I love Samuel L. Jackson, so I'm sure it's incredible. Another guy said, The end of Robocop when the bad guy falls into a vat of toxic waste and gets splattered by a car. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go watch all of these movies. I love that one. Robocop. <laughs> that's a good answer. Everybody everybody has good taste. Our, our listeners and followers have good taste in shows and movies. Good mm-hmm. job, everybody. Okay, so for our last card for this week... Jess, would you live in a house where someone had died a natural death, taken their own life, or been murdered? I would live in a house where somebody had died naturally, maybe even taken their own life, mm-hmm. depending on how they took their own life, I think. Like, if I'm the one buying the house, I, I, I know they have to disclose that, like, oh, someone's died here, someone's been murdered here, and then I would look into it and be like, mm, I don't need to live here. But I don't think I would want to live in a house where someone had been murdered. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's very fair. What about you? I think, so I wouldn't be that person that would seek out the house. Like, it wouldn't be a selling point for me. I wouldn't be like, ooh, somebody died here. I must buy this house. I'm not that morbid. And I'm also, I'm not superstitious, but to quote Michael Scott, I am a little stitious. (laughs) So I wouldn't want to be haunted. (laughs) Um, I'm not trying to be haunted. But if I went and I saw a house... I absolutely fell in love with the house and I was like, this is my dream house. I need this house. And then the realtor tells me like, oh, well, there was a murder here. I'd be like, I'd probably still. You'd still buy it? Yeah. Depending on. Oh my gosh. On how bad it was. True. Or if like, if somebody, if, if somebody died naturally in the home, I'll buy it. I don't mind that. But I think taking their own life or murdered is where like I would maybe get a little iffy unless it was my absolute dream home. And I needed it. What if somebody had died on the property, but not necessarily in the house and they were murdered? Would you still buy the house? Ooh. Technically, the murder didn't happen inside the house, but it just happened on the property. Mm. Just like in the backyard by the pool. <laughs> like, I'm sitting, yeah. sitting by a pool. <laughs> Wasn't that um one of the scary movies? 
Amityville, maybe. And I was so I was gonna bring that up. Amityville Horror. Yeah. It was quote unquote based on a true story, but they found out that they faked the whole thing afterwards. But yeah, so I was the family did buy a house after a grisly murder and they quote unquote left after a month and claimed that they were ghosts. And then the people that bought the houses after that they would get like harassed by people who were like trying to be spooky and visit a haunted house. Like ghost hunters. Yeah. And because the house was so recognizable, it had these windows on the top that people thought looked like eyes overlooking the water. And so and they changed the entire outside of the house. And I think they even changed the street name that it's on. And I think they occasionally still get people that figure out what house it is. But for that reason, I would probably maybe if there was like a very high profile murder, I wouldn't want to buy it because yeah, I wouldn't want like everybody just coming up to my house to take pictures and yeah. And also, I'm see yeah. now I'm talking myself out of it. Maybe I wouldn't buy it if it was my dream house <laughs> and there was a murder there. I'm just also now I love American Horror Story. Actually, I haven't watched American Horror Story in a while. I love the first few seasons. Absolutely in love with Murder House. Murder House is my favorite season. And yeah. it's called Murder House. So like, you know what happens. It's <laughs> so good. It doesn't have a happy ending. <laughs> I don't think any of them do. Not really. Yeah, so maybe if they took their own life or were murdered, I would I'm again, I'm not seeking these places out. But unless it was my absolute dream home, I wouldn't if they if it was a murder. Talking it over now, I think I'm just okay if someone had died a natural death. Natural death I don't mind. That happens every day. Like that's that's fine. Uh-huh. They they made their peace, they had a natural death. But if they're like ninety seven and they died on the bed in, in their sleep, yeah. I can buy the house from you, grandma. But yeah, I think violent death, I would be, again, not superstitious, but a little stitious. I'm just a little stitious. Something might haunt me, and there's a poltergeist. Just like bad vibes. But it's not the house's fault. It's just the people's choices. Yeah, it's just people that suck. Well, unlike us, not really looking to buy a house that someone had been murdered in or taken their own life, our listeners would love that. A lot of them said yes they would do this in a heartbeat some said not if there was a murder which we totally get some said probably the house i grew up in was built in 1867 that's also true if you live in a historic house someone probably died in there yeah i was i just misunderstood that and i thought you said like 1967 and i was trying to like rem- i was like what famous <laughs> crime happened in 1967 there's probably a bunch and i was just like what <laughs> but 18 yeah i get the point now if it's that old yeah people have probably died there another one she said yeah her great grandma passed away in her bed and everyone refused to sleep in it to this day wow Ooh, that is spooky Another said, for sure, it would be a lifetime experience to live life in a deadly house. Oh, spooky. I want to know what you do for a living, sir. Yeah. This is from the forensic MD. He said, yes, think about apartment buildings. Do ghosts care about apartment numbers? I doubt it. Oh, shoot. That's a good point. My apartment (laughs) building's very old. There's probably ghosts in here. Do they know my apartment number? I almost just said my apartment number out loud. I almost just said, like, my address on the podcast. I can't. You can't give me a microphone. I'm going to just release all my information. I know where Alice lives. I mean, you do. You've been here before. I want everyone to know. A lot of people said, yes, absolutely. Someone said probably not, which I agree with. This other person said, yes, as a person who believes in science, I don't have this kind of problem. So they're no stitious. They're not stitious. They are no stitious. I believe in science, too. I don't want people to think I don't. (laughs) I'm a little stitious. 
little stitious or no stitious? I'm a little stitious still. I do believe <laughs> in science, but as much as I believe in science, I still get a little scared when the lights are off and it's spooky and dark. <laughs> and I don't know if I absolutely necessarily believe in ghosts or spirits or something, but if there is a possibility that something is haunting a house, a property, or whatever. I don't really want to be any part of that. Yeah, I just, if the vibes are off, meh. But again, like I said, if it was, uh, you have there to. There has to be good vibes. Good vibes, or Alice isn't buying it. That goes with everything. <laughs> my life motto, I'm going to get it on a shirt. Good vibes, or Alice isn't buying it. <laughs> if it's like my absolute dream home, maybe I would still do it. Especially because it would probably be cheaper. Our listeners are apparently braver than me. Braver than us. They are fearless. They're the fearless. Oh, man. <laughs> and I, I hyped us up in the beginning. Damn. I called this fearless autopsy tech. Jess, we have to buy a murder house now. We gotta. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there's some other lengths we could go to before that. We gotta prove we're fearless. We gotta buy a murder house. <laughs> our money where our mouth is. <laughs> hey, we can prove we're fearless. Just come watch us do autopsies. We were freaking fearless today it was today was rough <laughs> rough day today guys i'm still smelly from it stinky decomps oh, yeah day in the life uh, that seems like a great note to end this episode <laughs> now that everybody has the scent of decomp in their nose let's wrap this up <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Morgue. If you enjoy our podcast and want to hear more about forensics, keep on listening. You can find us on Instagram at Inside the Morgue Pod and DM us with anything you want to talk about. We'll be back next week with a brand new dissection. Bye! Bye.